Hello, patient fans of sports and dingle dongles. <laughs> Not for nothing. With your host, Chris and Chris. We're back, bitches. We're back. You gotta give us a fucking little bit of break. I got lots of I got lots of fucking emails, lots of texts, lots of subtweets, huh? lots of Snapchats. Mm, Snapchats. Yeah, people hitting up my OnlyFans about how we haven't done a show in a little while. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm out here trying to make this OnlyFans money. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta show a little more shoulder, a little more, uh, a little more inner thigh. Yeah, yeah, a little inner thigh. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. hairy inner thigh. Everybody loves a hairy inner thigh. My inner thigh's bald. <laughs> what? Yours are? Yeah, I don't have hairy inner thighs. I pretty. I, my legs are pretty well, uh, well sculpted. Like they, they're, they're scaped. Oh. They're not too hairy. I got. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty okay in the hair wow. department. I don't have any like back hair. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I don't have any back hair. Thank God. I mean, I'm not getting. Some people are into it. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. I'm not into it, so that's why I'm glad I don't have any. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get a little couple, one, two on my shoulder here and there. I just pull them. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, there's a few people I see with, oof, with back hair. I'm just like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't live with myself if I had that. I don't think. You just kill yourself at that point? I think I might. Yeah. I think yeah. I might. Yeah. Uh, Instead of lasering it off or something or getting treatment for it or whatever, I, yeah, I think I would just. Just end it. Yeah. 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 Because you know there's lots of people out there. Even though you're married, like, well, who cares at that point, right? Or do you care? What? Like, if you, if, if you still got married, your wife was like, I don't care. Would you still, like, kill If yourself? she doesn't care, I guess. Uh, I, I guess. Um, I mean, she got to be oh, into it. Well, if she's into it, maybe you don't even know. Uh, yeah, if she was, yeah, fine. Great, then great. Then it's, then it's all, you know, peaches and cream, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I feel, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to process. Yeah. And no shame to I got those back I don't need it on, the, on my back where I can't reach it, you know? Yeah. There's any, yeah. I'm, I've got, I've got a lot of chest hair, which is weird because yeah. my dad's pretty non-chest hairy. So it must oh, come from my slick mother's Rick? side. He's not slick Rick. He's got the right <laughs> amount, but like I've got more than him. Yeah. Okay. I, I attribute that, and I know I know it's a wives' tale, but I still agree. I think that's true. Like I used to like uh, shave my chest hair, and I Ooh. also uh, once nared my chest. Oh man! Yeah, I found it in my um, my then my then girlfriend's roommate had it in the shower, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what this is all about." <laughs> and I put it on, and dude, it was. I was in that shower for like twenty minutes. It was a fucking freak show. I was oh, like, oh man! I just tried it on a whim, and it. It, <laughs> so weird. it pulls the hair out, like in this weird, like you're definitely, like it definitely, like the, you under, you under, no, you just understand it's chemical, and it's it's not perfect, you know, like so, like you, I put it on, like lathered it up, like yeah, I'm doing my best to remember this. It was like twenty five years ago, but like. I put it on. I'm in the shower, and it's like, yeah, I, I gotta wait. So I'm just standing in the shower, wondering what I've done. And then I took like a washcloth, and I like went to wipe it off, and like, like I'd say seventy percent of the hair started pulling off, and it pulls off, and it looks like it should should be painful, but it just loosens and comes out. And you're like, why? Like, then you're like, what's can you, happening? Can you feel it though as it kind of comes really, out? Like, does it not really? It, uh-uh. No, it's no like, sensation or no, anything. It's like yeah. what you would imagine, like if you had chemotherapy or whatever. Like, it's like, it's pretty yeah. gross, and it doesn't yeah. all come off. And then you're like left to like look. You've got like just a patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that happened, and then, oh. yeah, that happened. And so then, and then after that, I became like doubly hairy. I really believed that, like I, I started like a, I started like a, the, uh, like yeah, the ball started right. rolling at that it moment. Worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you're just getting older, well, right? No, like I mean, it, my hair point. hasn't gotten long. Like it's not more. Like I think I like kind of peaked in my thirties. Yeah, and I still I trim. You know, I don't I don't like I don't I'm not letting that shit get like full beach. Well, you know, I throw a razor on that shit or uh, clippers on that. Yeah, I, I like to keep a little groomed in, yeah, play, in certain yeah. places, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my balls. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. keep them high and tight. You know? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, dude. 
eyes. The one place though that it's freaking me out now is my eyebrows. I'm getting those. I'm getting those old man like random long ones. Yeah, the Dylan Nations as they're known. Dylan's got our buddy Dylan. His like that's his whole eyebrows now. Is it? Oh, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, we, I know you have them because Aunt, you let Ann cut them. I started doing it myself, which now. is the most. That's just intense. Like I, I have a, it, well, it bothers her so much that she like has to cut them. My old barber, my old hair lady, who I, yeah. I haven't seen in a, a while because she moved to Florida, hmm. uh, but I am gonna go see her again uh, soon. She used to do like the whole nine. She would like tr- she trim up the eyebrows, clip the ear hairs. Like it yeah. was it was a a masterful service. I think I I just went to the barber got got it all shaved off of my head. Yeah, uh, and I think I didn't notice because like um, I, he was kind of cutting around my eyes or or, or above my eyes and stuff. But then I think he went to the, my sides. And I basically just kind of keep my eyes closed half the time yeah. anyway. But um, he, I think he stuck it like in my ear to like do my ear yeah, hairs. Yeah, he and got, he did it real quick though. And I was like, oh, did he just bump? He just kind of no, like he maybe bump. He saw some long then, ones. He saw some but they did it on the other side. And I was like, oh shit. I, I was like, I think he just, he's never done that before. Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's really nice. It's like a discreet <laughs> service. It's like, ooh, ear hair is rough, man. And I get it. And I hate it. I fucking uh, hate it. it may, that's, I have never freaked out about growing old or anything ever. Ear hair. Oh, when you see those dudes that have like Ugh. manes of hair and you're like, how on mm-hmm. earth do you walk through society with, we, with like a we, weave on your ear? It's my, crazy. Uh, my parents had this, uh, my, uh, he, he passed, but his name was Johnny Anderson. He was an old uh, Norwegian guy. He was like a professor uh, of engineering or whatever at yeah. University of Washington. Yeah. That's yeah. not yeah. relevant to the story, but he had the craziest fucking eyebrows. Like his eyebrows, would, they would like stick straight up, straight out, to left, right. Like they were all over the place and they were so long. And it was like a, it was like a cartoon villain or something. Like, and, and so growing up and like, as we got older now, now I'm always like, I don't want to be Johnny Anderson. You're not going to be Johnny Anderson. Johnny Anderson. Well, no, because there's, like, there's a few hairs that are just going Dylan wild. I'm, I got to keep Anderson. these tame. I got to cut these I'm or pluck you, them. I'm telling you. Because I don't want to turn into Johnny Anderson eyebrows. You won't. You'll be fine. All right. You just got to Well, and, and my wife won't let me, so. Stay on top of it. Yeah. I am. I am. I'm staying on top of it. I'm actually plucking hairs out now. I'm like, I never thought I would be doing that. Oh, that seems painful. That's not that bad, actually. I just trim them. Hmm. I just give them a little quick trim. Trim I trim everything. Kind of just to trim the eyebrows, nose hairs, you know. Yeah, you got you gotta you gotta up keep it up a little bit, you know? Up yeah, keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to give up entirely. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Those people you can tell those people. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to turn in one of those people. Chris, we were gone for a while. We sure. you were busy. You were working for the first time in God. probably five Lord years. Have mercy, what happened? Yeah. Uh, and we both worked on a show. To I brought you in to work a work on a show. Uh, we got Thanks for that. Yeah, did you like that? Did you have fun? <laughs> I did have fun actually. Uh, <laughs> it might have been the most. I don't want to say stupidest show I've ever worked on, but the most ridiculous show I've ever worked can on. You believe or it? Set it up. Tell me. Tell people what you saw because I've been in it for like two months. So, but you you knew nothing going in really. You told me to show up at a, at an address, and you were like, <laughs> "Just we, I just need you there like the day of the event." And I was like, "All right, fine." And I was like, "Stupid." Oh, and then your one text was like, "We might put you in a costume," and I was like, "Whoa, hold the fuck on!" I, don't I didn't do say costume. I mean, you I said a, costume. I mean, it wasn't a costume. I just I meant like we might put you in like pants and a shirt. Right. Well, at first I thought that's what you meant, but then I was like, this motherfucker puts me in some fucking chicken suit or some goddamn stupid thing. And I got to dance around all fucking night in this thing. I'm going to be super pissed. I might've ended our friendship. Would you have done it? No, no, I would have walked out. You walked? walked? Keep your fucking money. I'm not doing this shit. On me? Yeah. Okay. You were, you came in thinking that was an option. I, yeah, because I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, you guys are desperate. Who do you and take me for? You didn't tell me anything else about the show. I wasn't and I was desperate. Like, if you end up- I wasn't desperate. I just needed a hand. I just thought you might want to want to. No, no, me. that was my thinking of like because you said costume. Oh, who yeah. do you th- who do you take me for? You you said wear show blacks just in case, but we might have a costume for you. And I was like, okay, that's not like, you know. You, you chose the wrong word I, and you, I, you, you, you obviously said you just admitted it. Right. And so, but I just, it was like a thing all of a sudden that I was like, Oh my fucking God. Anyway. So it's for these fucking, the, the event was for this anniversary of these fucking beanbag fucking chairs, which they've branded love sacks mm-hmm. 
which they've also made, they started making uh, sectional couches. Sectionals. Which you, which you have to call sectionals. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I know. But, and then, so they just basically had a party, right? And so we were there setting up in this random ass, you know, basement of this dumb ass building. Uh, and then all of a sudden you were like, all right, so they're having like a cocktail party and there's all these like sort of stupid interactive, like a little events where they can take pictures in front of couches with a chainsaw and a microphone and all this dumb stuff. Uh, and then there's like those sort of like pseudo, like, uh, explain, like kind of a interactive piece where, where there's like dancers who are actually moving at one of these sectionals together and apart and changing pieces and blah, blah, blah. That's true. As the video plays and there's a smoke machine <laughs> and like, it's, it's it was kind of weird. But then you're like, all right, but then also like towards the end, we're going to have the fucking, uh, I can't even think of his name now. The drummer guy from like Blink-182. Travis Barker. Travis Barker. He's going to come on play after like a DJ. And then fucking Machine Gun Kelly's going to come out and like do like his one or two like famous songs, hit songs. And yep. I was like, okay. Yep. <laughs> sure. Random? Really fucking random. Random, like these two guys. This is who you fucking have at your fucking party. Mm-hmm. Like this is the crowd. Yeah, that is this. This is the crowd that you think is going to want to who wants to see these people or whatever. They did want to see them, Chris. I guess, man. I think that you know what. Here's the thing about people. So, though. Chris, who else showed up besides Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly? Oh yeah, their wives. <laughs> their wives, who happened yeah. to be Megan One Fox Kardashian. and a yeah. Kardashian, whose name I yeah. can never get. Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. Courtney. All right. Uh, wait, yeah, I, 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 man, it, it was just weird. The whole thing was weird. And then Travis Barker's like wearing no fucking shirt. That's his thing. He doesn't talk either. It's really weird. The whole thing was, uh, it, it was completely fucking insane. Like it was, a, I think probably a $3 million production. I did a little bit of the math on it, man. So to for all that for five hundred I mean, love sack doesn't must be good because if they can afford all that, well this guy the love sack guy Seth the <laughs> CEO of love sack is a uh he's a weird Mormon not that Mormons oh. are weird he's just ha- he's Mormon he just, so right so he doesn't drink so like he's like he's got an off idea of partying he started this company when he was eighteen he built the biggest he wanted to do like the biggest beanbag chair. Good for him. Financed by the LDS church and probably his parents. And uh, sure. then got it into malls. Like in the, and now he's like focused his entire attention on this idea, these, these sectionals, which are very expensive and very uncomfortable. But I think people love them. Love them. I, think that, I think that there's a whole world out there of people that have a lot of space. Like they don't make yep. sense to me. And doing this event in New York City is hilarious to me. Yeah. Because like, no, like we had all of the, the beanbag chair alone. Like we had all these left over and like we, we no one can have them <laughs> because they're bigger than like your bedroom. Like, yeah. like you can't have them mm-hmm. in New York. It's funny. Like, I guess some people could, but like, I like even the no, sectionals. You're lucky if you get a fucking love seat in your tiny little apartment. Yeah. The sectionals, like, yeah. like those alone, uh, you, I couldn't fit them in my suburban house. Like it's so, but I think that like a lot of people have like McMansions or just a lot of space to fill or yeah. they, and they like they're they have a basement or a rec room. Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're really made for the basement. Like they're yeah. like, they've, they have some that have like Harman Kardon speakers in it that don't yeah. work that well. Um, yeah. Imagine go, that. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it just was, but it was banana. Like from the beginning, it was bananas. The whole event was banana. Like, it started bananas and it and it ended bananas. Oh, it ended way massive bananas. Yeah, it was crazy. I was, uh, yeah, I did have a funny moment, uh, and I that I wanted to share. <laughs> I thought I know I told you this, but so we had to build the stage into a tiny little space, and it was like a small stage. It was like sixteen yeah. by super twenty, tiny. but with an LED wall. It was tiny, and there was no wings, right? Yeah, but everybody like that's when you do a show like this. Every glomer on wants to stand in yep. the wings and watch, but we yep. didn't have wings. Like there was, yeah. it was basically a riser. Yeah. So, and there was a and there was a storage room off to one side of the stage where basically people were opening the door and like pilot you know, standing yeah, trying there trying to, to pilot. Look. They didn't realize when they opened the door they were literally going to be like three feet away from the stage. Yeah. And so 
obviously I gotta have security there. So and security's big. So there, and I've got five because I've got all this talent. I've got like Travis security, Courtney security, Machine Gun Kelly security, and then you know Courtney wants to go stand on the side of the stage. Great, sure, fine. But then Megan wants to, and then yeah. all of a sudden Sean wants to, the CEO, and then he wants his wife to, and that's like capacity. Like that's yeah. that's that's barely with room for me to call the show. <laughs> but I got to get around these people. You're not, and there's probably like a foot of space, right? And I've got a little junk in the trunk, and so does Kourtney Kardashian. And in order to get past her, I have to give her the old shimmy shake, like where I like rub my balls along her butt, like but like real <laughs> platonically. <laughs> Hands up! Hands up! Looking off into the distance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't make yeah. eye contact. Yeah, don't make eye contact. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And so, like, I was just like, oh, get this over with. Like, I, it was just, I was, uh, it was atrocious. Um, that was a funny thing that happened. And then the other funny thing was just like, it was just absurd. The entire, the entire, the crowd, like, the, the, you're right, the crowd was absurd. It was mostly influencers. And Is I that guess, who it was? I guess uh, pouch yeah. enthusiasts? I have no idea. Uh, we made these 16 foot vignettes that, like, they were, it just looked, it didn't make, there was no cohesive sense None to it whatsoever, but it was exactly what the, it was like walking into Instagram. Like it was, yeah. it, there was no point to anything. Like yeah, there was no, right. you just walked in to all these vignettes that you could take pictures of. There's this weird dance thing, which you also described aptly, where people were dancing, taking apart sectionals and you were supposed to watch in the. And then two music and like a voiceover, uh, like a video explaining the 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 purpose and the intent yeah, of by like, the CEO with like four like three video walls all happening. <laughs> yeah, it was bonkers. And then you just got <laughs> a you, you got a forty five minute show with Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly and the great DJ Spider, who I actually love with all my heart. That guy is like one of the best. Like who I, you who you looked at when we first. Oh, who I looked at, who I think anybody would look at when he first showed up. It was like DJ. I was like, this motherfucker's a DJ, you know, but then you're right. He was like the coolest guy of the whole he fucking He looked night. like a school teacher. He was just normal dude. He wanted to hang out. He asked one of our PAs to hang out with him because he was yeah. bored. Like yeah. He was just. Because he didn't have a fucking entourage or anybody with him. No, he was. He hung out the whole time. He ate a crew meal with us. He was hilarious. He was so nice. The next My, day he texted me from like Russ and Daughters. Like he was just so nice. chill. Yeah. Yeah. My actually, my the funniest or my favorite part, I guess, which was also my funniest thing to me is so we were all like sort of most of the, the kind of crew or staff was sitting in this empty storage space off to the side of the, the stage, but it, it went the entire length of the, the, like the building basically. So we were all kind of piled in there. And, and literally when Barker and the Kardashian, Megan Fox and, and MKG came in and was walking the hallway, I, they, they literally, everybody had at least five to six people with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, are these just like friends? Are they hanger honors? Are they, are they their PR people? You know, like, I don't know who the fuck these people are, but we just, we're all kind of letting them all kind of follow them. And we're all trying to be like, listen, you, you can't go next to the stage. Like you were saying, you can stay in here or you can go out and you know, the crowd or whatever. And, and people, are, but as I'm sitting there watching there and like MKG is about to like go on. And he's just, he's got one of those people that are following him is, is a hair guy. And it's literally a dude just playing with his hair, like spiking it, pushing it off to the side. And then as he gets it, he just, he has a can of like aerosol hairspray and he's just spraying the shit out of MKG's hair. And I'm just, I literally was watching this. The guy was doing it for at least 10 minutes, you know? And then he stops and then he goes back and like fidgets with it. And, and like, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God. And, and, uh, one of the other guys that was with us standing next to me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this guy's literally, he's like a 12 year old boy with his hair. You know, he, he just looks like a, he looks like a tween. Yeah. It was weird. It was so weird. Yeah, and like, I was like, oh my, and I just, it dawned on me. I was like, oh my God, he is. He just, he's like a tween who never sort of grew up. And just now he just has like a, he just has a hair guy who, who just like makes sure his hair looks like unkept and messy. Yeah. It was bizarre. He like, when you stand close to him, he's very thin. Yeah. And you, and it, Travis Barker he's tall, is though, super tall. Yeah, super tall. The very thin. Me, and you're even. just like, what would you have looked like if you didn't get famous? Would you just be like yeah, a white and trash your hair guy? and have tattoos all over yeah, you? Like yeah, like what would you like? What if happened if you just worked? He'd just be a, a, nerd. Just be a nerd. 
He'd yeah. be some gaming nerd or something. And then I don't know, like, or just or just like just plays in a cover band or something. You he's know, like kind of anime. I think he's like I I yeah. I personally think he was like I'm a rapper. And then when he Eminem destroyed him, and he was like, and then he I think he was in the the Motley Crue movie, and he's like, oh, I can do this like sleaze metal thing kind of. <laughs> and they're like, well, not really. And then Lil Peep died, and he's like, I'll just be Lil Peep. And people just think I'm him, and I'll just do these soundcloud songs and i was like this is weird that you're just like a soundcloud rapper now but you've already been a famous rapper like yeah your his style is very bizarre that said he's su- super nice is he all, oh so nice and like all of his guys there his crew like his main crew is the tour manager or whatever they're all just guys from sh- from cleveland they're like old friends okay. so like they're everyone's pretty pretty cool mm. the megan thing's weird because she's a zombie and like there was also this like princess that was walking around with them oh, the whole time. God. This like waifish tattooed princess that we everyone just let go everywhere because no one yeah. you, hasn't seen a human being that looked like this, you know, outside of Comic Con. I don't know who she was with. No either. idea. Like, which... No one like I, I we just let her do whatever. She looked like the princess from Mario if you like tattooed her all up and stretched her really long. Yeah, and like turned her into Japanese anime or something. Yeah, it was so weird. So it was so all weird. in pink. Yeah, with like bleach blonde hair, almost white. I didn't know what to do with her. I, like I, just, a, I yeah, I, I uh, she yeah. was like a sister or something. And I think Travis Barker's daughter was there. She seemed pretty nice. It was weird. And the weirdest thing, I think, that the craziest part, like you would expect all of those people to, as soon as the show ended, to scatter back to their famous places. Hmm? All of them, Kardashian, the whole Megan, they all stayed. In yeah. that fucking storage room with us yeah. until we yeah. kicked him out. We had to tell him to move because we needed to load out. <laughs> and like, they were all like, oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. And they all just kind of like meandered away. So bizarre. It was, so weird. I was like, this is crazy. They won't. I've never, I've never been a part of like a, a show or event with, with musicians like this before. Yeah. I, I guess I really have. I've done a lot. You've done way more than I have over the years. And like, I, this is literally, this is the most like, and, and, and I don't even mean it's sort of like a t- terrible, bad way. It was just, just weird, bizarre. It was totally weird. The whole thing was fucking Alice in Wonderland, but yeah. like the love sack version. It was <laughs> bonkers. She fell down a love sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Anyway, thank uh, you for doing that. I didn't put you fun. in a costume. It was fun. We had a good time. I, yeah. I mean, I had fun. It was a, it was a pretty easy gig good. for the most part. I, I know you were probably going, I mean, I didn't have to do anything. You know, except for show up, basically. So, well, there you go. And I have a pair of Doc Martens sitting next to me. Oh, sweet. You. Are you yeah. gonna wear them? Are you a Doc Martens guy? Not really. And my and my wife even I even told her that that you had a pair for me, and she was like, "Oof, I don't know. I don't know if you can wear." Doc I think Martens. I think at the very least, you wear them, you break them in, like, and they just become like work boots. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe like, right? what's yeah. what, what's the worst that could happen? Or you become yeah. one of those guys that's just so like you could be like a like so a, big and so tall looking. No, you be, yeah, you just rock them like with shorts. <laughs> I don't think I could pull that off. I couldn't wear them. I don't even I know what kind of leg tattoos. I basically wear like sweatpants every day. Like, I don't know if you wear Doc Martens with it. Like I don't have like a that that look isn't going to work for me. Yeah, but you wear pants. You wear jeans. I don't wear jeans. You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think, I think you have to wear jeans. Uh. Anyway, so yeah. we're moving right along. Uh. That was thank you for doing that. It was truly bizarre. That's what we were up to, ladies yep. and gentlemen. So uh, just just you know, calm your go calm, buy a love sack. Cool your chest. <laughs> Don't. They're like three thousand dollars. It's crazy. Are you fucking kidding me? No. People were like, "Do you want one?" I was like, "This won't even fit into my car." Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. How will I get this home? You told me you're like you can take one home, and I was like, I I can't get that. How am I gonna get that home? I'm gonna have to rent a van. <laughs> yeah. We. I guess the thing was to do, was to take them and sell them. I guess uh, at the end they were like they they were so precious about until the like loadout then they're literally like we're gonna leave them on the street like they wanted to leave like all That's of it insane. on the street I know uh, is- Chris we should say a quick uh you know t- from from one musical great to another uh, <laughs> Tina Turner has passed um, long live Tina Turner I uh, I've been in a couple t- uh, text threads with people you know sort of talking about Tina Turner. Um, I don't, do you have like a, do you have any what, what's what's your what's your first memory of Tina Turner? What 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 do you what what did you think of? What do you think of when you think of 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 her? 
Uh, so, honestly, what I think of is there was a, there used to be an old SNL skit. It was with Kevin Nealon and <laughs> Tim Meadows, and this is kind of setting up the actual story. But there was a it was Tim Meadows was Ike Turner, and he would do like the weekend update, you know, at the news desk or whatever. And then Kevin Nealon was hosting, and so he would have Ike Turner on. I think one of them was like he was it was like Valentine's Day or something, whatever. And Tina and, and Ike would get all mad at Kevin Nealon, and then he would like throw the, like the box of chocolates at him, and then he would he would you know be like mean, nasty, like abusive Ike, Ike Turner or whatever. And then Kevin Nealon would be like, "Come on, Ike, like that's not cool, that's not nice, you know, you hurt me or something." And then he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, Kevin Nealon, like Ike Turner just gets so mad sometimes, you know, and, like this whole thing." Anyway, so that whole skit—I don't know if they did it more than once or not. They might have, but I'm not sure. But that whole skit was like it—it it, like somehow it stuck with uh, my buddy Rob and I. Like, like in, I was probably after college or something. And, uh, so we used to sort of, we used to sort of take that on once in a while. We'd be like, sorry, you know, like Rob Mab, like I, I just get so mad sometimes, you know, and we had, we would have fun with it, whatever. And then we would like, I would actually start doing like the, the proud Mary dance, you know, and like Tina, she'd like, you know, flip her head, you know, her head down, her arms like forward and back and the whole thing and stuff. It was like a whole like kind of, you know, fun thing we would, we would do or whatever. Uh, so that's what that's what always reminds me of. Like it was just the, the fun I would have with my buddy Rob because of all that kind of stuff. So ty- but, so Ike is your memory of Tina. That's how no she, that's no how she no wanted no it. because it, that that's what, how that, Tina that wanted that skit it. Skit led to like the dance and stuff of like like dancing like Tina and what. Okay. Um, but I love me some Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. I, like I, I don't. I think I, I'm, it's. I'm not even sure. Like it's. I don't want to say I'm like in the closet about it because I, there's no reason to be. But like I don't. I don't think I've ever vocalized how much like I love Tina Turner, like everything about her, her songs, where she dances, her whole story, like everything about it. And I think she's just it, like, it's, it's when they made the, they made the Broadway show of her story like years ago. Like that was like the only Broadway show that I was like, I'm going to go buy tickets. Cause I want to go see that and take my wife to Did it. Did you? Yeah. No, because it, COVID happened. So they had to oh. shut down production. And then they kind of brought it back at one point. And I think that the lead actress who, uh, who, who starred in it originally, she like left, she, she did, did it for a while and then she left and she was supposedly amazing. And then after that, I, I was like, I just don't want to really see it without the, the original or Angela Bassett. One of the, yeah, other. well, yeah, exactly. And that's the whole other thread that we can go down because I love me some Angela Bassett. Uh, what, what's your favorite Tina Turner song? I don't, I don't think I have one. I give, really? give all of them. Okay. Literally, like I just across the board, I I will listen to all Tina Turner songs. I don't think there's a bad. I I haven't come across one that I'm like I can't listen to that. I agree. I mean, I so I've a I've I've been trying to do the what's my favorite Tina Turner song, and I really think simply the best is probably my favorite Tina it's, Turner it's, song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just Private Dancer it, is also it's probably Private Dancer is probably which I just learned was written by Mark Knopfler. Oh, it's Dire Straits. Oh shit. Yeah, it's a dire. St- it's, if you hear, listen to it now, you'll hear Mark Knopfler all over it. Mm. It's very much a Dire Straits uh, sounding song. Yeah, uh, I have di- I have a I have Private Dancer the album on cassette, and I have a cassette player in my car. So the last two days, I've been just driving around listening to yeah. that whole album. Not a <laughs> lot of good, uh, two great songs, obviously. Uh, like What's Love Got to Do and and Private Dancer, and a couple okay, and then a couple very like wow records they weren't great in the that you know like you're like yeah like she like she she never really strung together a lot of like yeah no there's no great album there's no like i mean i'm sure there's an ike and teen album that i don't know about that would be great and i uh idolize you was like one of our wedding songs uh, which is an Argentina song, which in retrospect (laughs) seems a little weird listen man they they whatever that all that bullshit and and terribleness that Ike was and everything, they put out some fucking bangers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, if, you, and, if you listen and, to if you listen to Proud Mary, right? Like, and I know that's not their song necessarily, but no, but Ike's but Ike's, they made it their song. Ike's stamp on that song, you know, because he like the like rolling, like mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's mm-hmm. pretty undeniable. And I idolize you is pretty great. I mean, Ike, don't get me wrong, Ike's a great musician. I li- I like a you know he his he had some pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was he was really talented. Yeah, uh, uh, that, you know this is the conundrum, right? This is the conundrum. He was probably one of the first people to be me tooed. You know, before me tooing was a thing. Yeah, like I well, I kind of yeah. got canceled. You know. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Rightly so, right? But like, 
he got canceled when no one else was getting canceled. You know, like it was like. Yeah, I mean, because he was that was some fucking harsh ass like bullshit, like what he was doing, and 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 the fact that she actually made that stuff public and it came out and like it's she spoke up, it's spoke inc- out. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't, back I, then, yeah. I don't. I. You know, it's not like it's not like I sat there and was like, "Oh, Tina died." Oh my god, I can't re- believe how many songs of hers I love. I they're they've always been in my life. Like they've never yep. left my life. But but I think my first tina turner memory which is which is kind of weird is a uh, mad max beyond thunderdome yeah i think that's yeah. when i was first like that's when i realized like really recognized tina turner as a person um yeah which it, she wasn't a person at all she's a character um but i think that that's like i think I you're think, right though i think i think thunderdome is like I mean, because she she fucking bodied that role too. That was incredible. She made. Like, I mean, the, there was there was no. I mean, I don't think that movie's good. I haven't seen it probably no, since it came no. out. But I, and I and I think she's the entire movie. Movie, right? Yeah. yeah, like she's the only memorable about that movie. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, like, and I don't even know if she was particularly that good necessarily. If you go back and watch it, but like she she like owned that part and like just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Uh. I th- yeah, like and, I, I, and that's and, kind of and, and to we, me. It's we, like her whole career is like she, she never had like a you know a million songs or records, you know, or that were gold or platinum or whatever you want to like. But she was just iconic, like across the board and everything. Yeah, and everyone fucking loved did. her, and she like like Mick Jagger loved her, like everyone right. fucking wanted to be in the room with her. Like she yeah. just she's just like uh, yeah, did, she's the, John Fogerty even like said he was like she did a better version of Proud Mary than I ever did. Oh no, no doubt about it. Yeah, he was like, she took that song and like he's like, he, she did something I could never do to that song. Yeah, and we, I think she did that to a lot of other songs as well because there's a few of her songs that are are popular or whatever that aren't hers and she she basically covered I believe as well. Yeah, there's uh, I'm trying to think of like there's there, like I can't stand the rain. I think she did and it's mm. pretty good. Uh, yeah, she also there was an there was an Otis was it Otis Redding song I think she did. I can't think of what it is now. Well, that I think I can't stand. No, that's a I think that's a female song for me. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure she's got a million of them. Uh, rest in peace, you know, but that, Tina. That's uh, yeah, but a lot of people. So you know, I started thinking about this too, and I noticed it. I was actually just on social media. It's, it's a lot of like there is everybody out there is like kind of to what you were saying is, is like they were. I, I don't think I've seen this across the board in in all genres of of music or entertainment and anything, right? You know, to like hip hop and soul and R&B and, and, and rock and roll, you know, and all these things. And then, you know, with people in movies and on, and everything else who are just like, so shouting out and appreciative of like Tina Turner is as a person and how they influenced her or how she influenced them. Uh, it's th- that to me, I, I also kind of stood out to me is that something that I don't think I've seen that too much uh, of, of that broad of a spectrum of, of people sort of, you know, giving her props. Yeah. I, yeah. So she, I mean, she she kind of became like the like the face of like of second careers, like mm-hmm. second chance careers, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I think it, when that happened, she was probably only in her like thirties or forties, right? Like, she died at eighty three. I remember the like the Tina Turner's Got Great Legs thing, <laughs> you know, like when I was probably in like grade school, right? Like, so it's still probably she's in her forties, you know, like she was. If it was her, I mean, her eighties. Were- was her two was her, her the two albums that she put out like Private Dancer, uh, yeah, so she was all, she, whatever the other one was right. So but, she would have been, oh, in and her then she did 40s. Goldeneye in the nineties as as the James Bond song, right in her fifties. But in my mind, so, she, was, so like she was probably in her forties, yeah, eighties, yeah. She's younger than us now, and we were like, "Wow, can you believe Tina Turner? Like she's so old. <laughs> How is she doing it <laughs> at her age?" <laughs> oh, man, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just um. I, it, this one, like I, I'm never usually too sort of hit or, you know, I'm, uh, you know, upset or I get, you know, touched too much, you know, when, when you hear people die, you know, especially celebrities and stuff, it doesn't really ever really affect me too much. This one got me a little bit. How'd she die? Uh, I think she had, they, they haven't said, but, uh, she was 83. I think she had like, uh, kidney issues or some other like severe, like health, uh, thing or something apparently. Well, rest in peace, Tina. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a bummer. Um, I'm gonna skip the uh, the question in here. Uh, we could talk about sports if you want. We've already 30 minutes into the show. Uh, we've got the NBA playoffs are 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 happening. The WNBA started. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I think the NHL playoffs are nearly over. Um, any thoughts on any of that? Like, do you like? Do you want to start with like the Libs had a bit of an auspicious start to the season? Uh, their season opener, they got kind of whooped, and then their home opener, which I wanted to go to but didn't because my kid's sick. Uh, they uh, they they played amazingly. They played perfect basketball. So yeah. I don't. I haven't watched much more of. I watched the Griner, uh, the her first game back in L.A., which was really fun, um, fun. I mean, fun and sad and weirdly tragic. And she seems a little lost and scared. It's kind of scary. Uh, but she played great, and uh, it's a great story. Um, right now in DraftKings, there are only two teams in the WNBA. It's like minus one thirty-five for the Aces and my, and like. <laughs> Minus one hundred for the libs, and then I think the next team is like the Mercury at like plus three thousand. Like it's a two-team league, just the way we thought it would be. Uh, do you think that's going to stand? Let's start. There. I think that's going to stand. I, I I'm a little surprised right now. Like Connecticut's three and zero, and Chicago's two and zero. And I know it's you know early, but they you know they only do play forty games. I think total. Um, it's it's a little surprising that those those two teams are are sort of in the position. I didn't think. You know, we never did our NBA, uh, WNBA kind Thank of season. Thank God we didn't. I mean, I think we would have landed where we landed, and we could do we could do a quick version of it as like, do you think it's going to be the Aces or the Liberty? Like, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, and I think I always keep going back when you said you talked to that that person from the uh, the the Mystics uh, Mystics organization. Yeah, and how she said, you know, they were saying it was going to like it's not it's going to be a disaster. And I, you know, I vehemently you know don't think that's true. I do think they'll probably struggle a little early until they kind of figure out how to play together. Well, they and get don't chemistry have, and stuff. They don't. They also is, don't have their like best shooting guard. They don't have Johannes yet. Like she just right. won the for the Lion in in France. Like she'll like th- that's like waiting for Kyrie to come. Like it's not. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie's a bad example, but like we're we you forget like there's still a huge piece that that team hasn't got on their squad yet. So. I yeah. think one and one it feels like a good place to be right now. It's a great place to start, and and like you you know you know they they're not going to just gel overnight. They don't usually have a they don't have a big training camp. You know it's like a couple weeks long. Players are just coming out of like college. Or, you know like you know there's it's it's all it's, it's such a weird structure how they do their whole their whole season and their it's, schedule it's and everything. And it's sure. and always t- and then like you were just saying with with the players playing overseas and stuff coming in, and we've always said this year after year is like it's always you always got to kind of wait until the second half of the season. Yeah. Right? And that's you know, why the players that's come why off the, injuries come That's from, why the playoffs Europe. are so weird. That's why like any like with it's hard to predict any of this cuz if like of the eight teams like you can like you could just start gelling at the last minute. I mean even more so than the NBA. You yeah. know, like you could actually start like finding your footing, which I feel like happened with the Storm a lot of times. They'd be like, yep. "All right, now we're in now we're yep. in playoff shape." And that only that only helps I think the Libs going forward, right? Agreed. Like they don't need to sort of win a lot of games right now. Agreed. Uh, you know, and and the and the aces are the aces. Like they're just. I mean, come on, Candace Parker on that team now. Like th- that's just stupid. They could go undefeated. They could go undefeated. I really think it's possible. Weird, weird I, thing also I think re- the Seattle Storm could go defeated. Non. Un, yeah. Un, they they're gonna be bad. Yeah, I. They, I mean, they just don't have it. Like Jewel Lloyd is basically their only player. Um, yeah, and she's not quite like top level yet either. So. You know, it's um. I think everybody knew that they're. You know, this was kind of a. a this is going to be a down year for them. Yeah, it's. I'm uh, a- it's surprising to me. Minnesota's zero and three though too, uh, as well. Um, because I thought they were they were supposed to be good, but they they might have a couple question marks right now. I don't know if everybody's totally healthy or or the team is fully set or something too. So there there's a lot of um kind of questions you know kind of going on. And then like literally, I mean it's it's two or three games teams have played. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. let's give it another but couple. I, but from, I think, but I think like I was going to do like a, do you have a long shot? Like, is there, is there a bet? But the way that the, the DraftKings structure, and I think most getting betting sites is like, you can't do like a futures, like conference winner or like over under, like for WNBA, they just don't give you that option. So you're stuck with like, if you want to do a futures bet, it's to win it all, which is seems absurd right now. Yeah. And the odds are just fucking hella janky. And yeah. nothing else. So like, yeah. so you can't really do it. Like we we used to like go through and be like, who do you think's a good long shot? But with such like a weird, it's it, there's there's so much. I I, I I just I just don't see a team other than the Aces or the Liberty winning it all. Yeah. So then why would you put money on the Sun to win it all when I don't think that that's like a real like they could make it. You know, the Sky yeah. could make it. I, just I mean, don't they think they're winning called- it all. So if you gave me like a conference winner or runner up, then I would say like let's bet it. Let's look at betting it. But because the you know 
I don't know why. I still haven't gotten like a straight answer as to why you just can't bet on WNBA. Like probably because there's no money to be made there for them for the house. Yeah. Uh, but I I would have said if we if we did go down that road in my thinking and what I've been noticing, I would have thought I would have picked either the Mystic or the Min- or Minnesota Lynx as sort of like my next as 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 the next two in like the top four. I take the Mercury just because of the story, and they looked pretty good against LA. They looked all right. I think they're going to struggle a while too because they don't they don't have a lot of places players anymore. They lost a lot of them in the off season. Yeah, and I think Skylar Diggins Smith is is on maternity leave. She might not even play this season. Uh, she might be injured as well. So I I didn't think like I'm not I, I was going to drop Connecticut down a little bit, but I, I think maybe if if you kind of look closer at them, they only really lost John Quell Jones. Yeah, uh, and they still had a really great team. We saw Bonner. Uh, Right. Yeah. So I th- I think I I it was my mistake for maybe sleeping on them, you know, and 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 thinking they weren't going to be that good at all. I sleep on them because I don't like them. Yeah, but you know they also changed coaches, like the whole thing. You you just weren't sure about them going, and that's I think across the board, except for the two top teams who we keep talking about. Uh, this whole season was so topsy turvy, and and a lot going on, a lot of player movement, a lot of coaches movement. You know, like there was a lot of stuff, uh, craziness happening that it was. I think it was really hard to sort of pin down any other team this season as well. Yeah, I mean, I I think, yeah, I it's just it's crazy how stacked the aces are, and I mean the Liberty are stacked too, but the aces are just so super stacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, there just needs to be more teams. Like this is like what it's all going to come down to. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm not going to hate on the aces winning it all. I just want to see. I love oh, them. I, I mean, they're so fun I, to watch. I love them too. Yeah, they're they are defensively, they're, offensively, they're like they're just they're they're know, really. If, if you want to, we talked about this last year. If you want to get into WNBA, like watch that team. Yeah, well um, coached. Also watch the Liberty because I think and I watched a little bit of the Liberty and, and uh, they're they're you know you can tell like they're going to be a fun team to watch as well. Yeah, I'm can't I can't wait I can't wait to go see them live. I, yeah, but yeah, too. I mean the Aces roster is pretty. But besides Candace Parker, who I personally think is the goat. You've got, you know, like Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, they're, they're you're never gonna get a bad lineup in there. I, I, I'm a, I just, I think we, I, I think it's, I think to, to your point, like must see TV. If you want to like get into the WNBA this year, pick the Aces or pick the Liberty. Just ride them and let them mm-hmm. be your team and enjoy the basketball. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the NBA, the the just NBA, Men's National Basketball Association versus the WNBA. Uh, Boston is is mounting a comeback, an unprecedented against the Miami Heat. I love it. I hate both these teams. Uh, my goal is to see the Celtics uh, play in a seventh game and lose just because I'm sour grapes and I want to see their fans get their hopes up <laughs> and then lose. That's what I'd love to see. I personally don't fucking come care who comes out of this. Yep. Uh, I have money on the Celtics. I bet them plus 500 uh, to make it to a game seven, which <clears throat> no one believed in but me. Uh, Good for you. So I'm, and I already won on Denver winning the West. Uh, I don't think anybody beats Denver. I don't care who you are. I just don't. Like, I, I don't think Miami beats Denver. I don't think Cleveland, be, or sorry, uh, the Celtics beat Denver. Do you, what do you, th- what do you think? I, you know, so since we didn't get to do a, a show last week and, and a lot has happened since then, um, I w I was, I was surprised and shocked that Miami went up three Oh, right. Um, but I wasn't, but basically I, I was going to say like, basically Miami was being able to do to Boston, what Boston was doing to every other team in the playoffs, basically. Right. They were playing great defense, forcing turnovers and like shooting threes. And I didn't think like Boston could, you know, was, and then everybody was, you know, dogging on their coach and he's like, so inexperienced and they gave him a contract extension after the all-star break. And that was a big mistake. And, you know, Boston's not that good. And it's like, I, I, I don't know if I would have picked Boston to come back all the way, you know, when they were down three Oh, but I, there was, there was a reason why Boston was losing those games. It's like, they, they weren't playing defense. Like they were unorganized and undisciplined. They were the ones chasing the ball you know and like Miami's always had like an open you know the guy open in the corner on the wing or something and dr- they were draining threes and boston was shooting under 30 percent for the like the first three games yeah that's i mean that's that's like it, that's right? not hard to like you know like they it's not and, and i'll give credit to, to miami because they play great defense but they've also now in the last two games they sort of lost their focus and i think that's just the point of like 
teams like this is like they, they sort of run hot or cold. And I don't know if you can sort of give credit to or blame one side or the other. Like it but just I don't, happens. Here's what I, here, I think Spoh's a genius. And, and, I, and I, I do I, too. I attribute, I, I, I can't imagine him losing four. It would be crazy if Spo to against Missoula was the guy that lost four in a row. And I really don't think it will happen. I, I, I think that he will write the ship because I think that there's a recipe that, that out of four games will win every time against the Celtics. And that's what, exactly what you said. D and shoot the fucking hell out of the three pointer. Just do that. Like those two things, all you have to do, it doesn't need to be a Butler game. You've got the pieces right. to, 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 uh, you could lose three out of four. But if you get if you're shooting like forty percent from three and playing a decent amount of defense, the Celtics are just gonna fucking crumble. But, but that's you, that's you, the problem though, is is that I don't know if Miami can keep that up. And they had in the last two games. They they were shooting the lights out for the first three games. They were they I mean they were making you know mid range threes whatever, and they were like the offense was humming. Yeah, you know and and. And I don't know, like, I think that's the thing that everyone caught thing. It was like, they're just going to be able to keep these numbers up. Like they were shooting over 40% threes. And I just, I don't know if they're that kind of team where they, they've shown that they can do that night in and night out. I'm into Miami, mostly Miami, uh, chat with like 13 guys that I play, uh, fantasy basketball with all, most of them live in Miami. Two of the guys are Boston fans, but so like, there's a lot of like Boston. I'd say like. 80% 80% of the people in this chat are rooting for root hard for Miami or Boston. And like last night I was like, I'm taking bets. I'm like open. Ha- like I've got an open book. Anyone wants Miami tonight. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take all the action. And I got two fucking takers. Like they're yeah. shook. That was before game two. Like they're shook. Yeah. Like if yeah. the fans are shook, the team shook and it's I- not a fucking great look. Well, and here's the thing, and I think this is the overall like sort of um, factor in this series is that you know talent and besides coaches and, and and coaches make a difference. You know, you know, Spolstra makes a difference because you know, but talent usually wins out, right? Well, and like, and also it doesn't hurt that the like De- Denver swept and the league's definitely not trying to have. They were going to have ten days off, like that. Get like I, I would have sucked. There's that just no way it was going to happen. Like, so, so I, I don't know what the call, like, I haven't really watched these games closely. I don't know if there's been a big call disparity or not. I don't know if it's even necessary, but there's just no way there was going to be 10 days off. Like this was always going to happen. There was always going to be a game six at least, you know, like they just, you can't, you can't have the league turn off for 10 days. Like they, they, have, they it's not the Super Bowl. So like I, they need, they need, they need one of these series to go past. And because Denver had swept, I felt like there's. A little bit of pressure, and I don't know if that it's enough influence, but there's influence. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't ever want to sort of disregard that notion because I, I, there is some truth to that that they don't want to go ten days, uh, you know, or they want to make this a little bit of a series or something to some degree. But the, like the foul discrepancy, like it was, it was thirteen to nine last night. If you know, Miami got thirteen at thirteen fouls, my, my uh, Boston had nine. Like the. The, the turnovers were a big deal. Um, like I, I think Boston just sort of, and here's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I don't, last night's game the night before when Boston won, like, I don't know what they did differently to sort of combat what Miami was doing in the first three games. Right. Like last I, I, night, I didn't notice anything that if they were doing anything differently or turn, I think they just, it was just more hustle and effort on their it part. Like, they just woke up. It, was, it was, it was, it was second chance points. Like they were, they were scoring at the end of shot clocks. They were like Tatum was playing with a lot more fucking anger and yeah. and bitching a lot yeah. more, which is good. Like bitch all you want. Like that's I, 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 part of the I, game. I yeah, it's part of the game. The only person I I see that doesn't bitch is Jokic for some reason. Like it was yeah, quick, he's just like whatever, quickly man. becoming my favorite player of the league. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even like his game, but that three pointer was insane. It's like the best shot I've ever seen. Yeah, the three pointer yeah. to fucking beat the Lakers off a of one foot, the one foot step back, like yeah. it was nobody's business. Yeah, if anyone else does that, that's Dame time. That's fucking that's hand to the ear. Jokic just is like, and that's the second time he's does done. Does anybody this have a Kleenex? My nose is running. <laughs> like he's, it's crazy. He makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's I, I'm so, like well, I'm he's just, almost I'm, fun I'm in, to watch in like that in that way where you're just like oh, I can't stand this guy's game. 
But the more you watch it, you're more like, all right, as long as I'm not playing against him, I, you, you, you kind of enjoy watching. Oh him. yeah, man. I mean, as soon as the Sixers were out, I was like, w- let's see what this guy's all about. And also like Jamal Crawford seems like a nice guy. And like I've always been an Eric Gordon fan, and now I'm kind of now that like Malone, I don't mind him. He's bizarre. He like spills the tea on his team all the time, yeah. which yeah. is weird. He's like, "Do you want to know something? One day, Aaron Gordon came up to me and said, "Does this ball look lower than the other ball?" And I was like, "Don't worry, you're on the team." Like it's like so <laughs> weird. He's like, I like just keep the shit to yourself, dude." <laughs> Here's the other thing about this Boston Miami thing too is that. Derek White and Marcus Smart both made at least four three-pointers last night. Yeah. Like, they weren't making shit the first three games either, right? So, they, there's just... But Marcus like, Smart scoring won't won't swing your game. Like, they, the games where Philly beat the Celtics were big Marcus Smart games. Like, it, it definitely helps that, like, uh, like, I think you need the combo, right? Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's what I mean. Like, if, if Tatum and Brown are playing well, and then the rest of their team are making pointers, then you, uh, you're, you're not beating the Celtics then. They're deep. I mean, out of nowhere, Malcolm Brogdon can do something, right? Like, and he, he has an injury, so he might not be playing. He's lame. Uh, he's so lame. I hate I that just, fucking like, I, I'm not, like, I, I, you know, we, I was sort of like, I kept questioning, like, why every game, even though Boston was losing, like, the, the sports books were still favoring Boston every game. And I was like, this is, this is weird. Like, that can't they be, were you can't be serious. Eight. They were plus eight last night before Vincent was injured. But yeah. We doubt. Plus eight. That's crazy. It's crazy. I saw that action. I was an idiot. (laughs) Idiot. Yeah. But like, of course they know more than we do. Like that Boston has the talent. They should be winning these games. And I, I won't be surprised. I, I still kind of think you're right. Although Miami has to win tomorrow night. Otherwise they're, they're fucked. Cause they're not going back to Boston and winning. I, I disagree. I think they can win in Boston. Even though Boston has a terrible home record. Yeah, Boston sucks at home. And yeah, Boston I just, fans I just are think at this point, like if bitches, they lose three in a bitches, row, Boston fans will over. boo their own team in a game seven if they're losing by like thirteen. Like Boston fans are bitches. Like I fucking hate that fan base. No, it's no secret. Uh, Miami like, fans just they, walk out of the building. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but but they, they show up late and they leave early. Don't get me wrong. They're both they both suck. But there's a the whole idea that Boston fans are great. Sure, they cheer when their team's scoring, but they dis a fucking peer. Like they disappear and then they yeah, start booing. Hate, they're they're privileged fucking racist and I fucking you, hate them. Did you see was it game was it game four? They were in Boston. Yeah, I think it was game four. So not last night. There was this there was a dude, I he was right behind I don't know if he was right behind the bench or he was right behind like those the front rows in between like the announcing table and the and the and the team, you know, bench or whatever, basically. And it was all it was a sort of like this middle aged thinning white haired white dude wearing fucking like aviator sunglasses on he was probably in his 50s or something and then next to him was his wife girlfriend or whatever who was at least 20 years younger than him blonde haired wearing sunglasses as well the whole fucking entire time i think he was even wearing a boston jersey yeah they were trying so hard to look so fucking cool and like they were always unfortunately because wherever the camera was like I don't know because maybe it was right next to where the coaches were standing or walk or something so they were always <laughs> on the fucking TV so and I was just like God for the love of God like stop showing these two fucking people like and take your fucking sunglasses off in a fucking indoor basketball game well that <laughs> like can you even see I mean, the game are you, like I don't even think they were actually watching the fucking so game that tries, I was that's wondering when you were gonna grind your gears I'm glad to see you're grinding your gears now. Uh, that's why I can't stand fucking. That's why I really hate going to fucking sporting events because I just got to deal with dumbasses all the time. Oh yeah, like, NBA. I just have to see them. I don't even have to like hearing them or seeing them. I just ugh. I'd rather just stay say, home and watch. Them. I gotta say, so if you're gonna rank fans by the sport, like in my opinion, football fans are the worst. I hate being around them. Like I just, it's just so much. I just at a game, yeah, yeah. At a, I'm talking live in person at a game, yeah. Basketball yeah. fans, if you get in the right group, like I, like you can have like a fun time. Like Big basketball fans, yeah. it, it's hit or miss. Like yeah. the, I think it gets worse the wealthier the seats get, but then it sure. can also get bad the higher it gets. Like you need to find that like middle fan base yeah. in the yeah. arena. Yeah, hockey's great no matter what. They're just all galoofs. Like it's yeah. and they go crazy. Like yeah. hockey to me, like you Probably can go, you can go in completely like they don't care if you know the sport. 
they like it like it's just like it's they're like just a, cheering the whole time it's a fan yeah they just want to scream away their blue collar blues like they yeah. just want to it's great yeah uh and then you got baseball which honestly like i don't give a fuck like they're I, not the worst but they're just boring they're kind of boring they're boring I, the closest i've ever came to getting in a fight was at a was it a baseball game uh with Philly against Philly fans, like it was kind of funny. Like I like, <laughs> like they were like, is it a Mets game? And they were like, they wanted to fight me, and I was like, dude, I'm on your side. But it was like, yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I I think if I was gonna rank them, I I think like the safest place to watch a game is a baseball game, probably. Football game is definitely the least safe. But mm-hmm. basketball fans, it's weird. You can really. Like you can there there's there's a it's it goes it goes like really swings the pendulum swings really far into douchey like definitely the douchiest but also like maybe the most knowledgeable right yeah yeah i guess so maybe i'm wrong no i don't know like that's a hard that's maybe a hard thing i also think that nba fans should back the fuck up they shouldn't be on the court no like eric spolster shouldn't have to walk in yeah. front of fans and worry yeah. about their sight lines yeah i don't think that lebron james should have a kid sitting next to him with her feet on his seat like, yeah i don't think that there's there's a guy in one of these games i think it's miami there's a guy in miami who gets to like he sits next to the scores table and he likes to lean on it like he th- he's like paid for an armrest and that fucking bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Like Lowry mm-hmm. j- went and like almost jumped on him, and they, you know, everyone gets all so excited when a player jumps on them, and they like just fondle them over, yeah. and then hi- over high five them. I I want the bubble back so bad. I want bubble seating. I want three rows with giant chairs for the like players to sit. in. I don't think they need to be cramped. They're the biggest yeah, athletes in a sport. bigger fucking chair. They don't need they yeah the a the fucking fans, folding chair. I don't need to see those people. That nope. close to the court. I don't nope. like that's why like the owner got in a skirmish with fucking Jokic. Like the fans just need to get the fuck out of the game. It's almost like the referees. Like they're like right there with the referees. Like referees are like, I'm a part of the game. <laughs> like Scott Foster getting blasted with a fucking basketball by LeBron was like the highlight of my season. <laughs> fuck you, Scott Foster. Also, they- can you explain to me why like if an NBA player like ha- is bleeding, he can't come back on the court because of like I guess because of Magic Johnson, but like, but a but a ref can. We're just, like, I think Scott Foster is probably the dirtiest motherfucker out there. He should not be bleeding on anybody. He shouldn't be. He's definitely got something. I agree. I think maybe maybe we should just back up the. I mean, you know, it'll never happen obviously because of those money, money. those seats, money, yeah. right? Yeah. But just take take a cue from hockey. Put put the whole thing around glass. The whole court. Well, Everybody's be, behind glass. That'd be a bummer. I would hate that. I would, you can still I, see. Uh, I would hockey hate fans that. aren't complaining. I They're banging that. on the glass. Well, hockey fans aren't complaining because they don't aren't, don't lose teeth. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It took baseball all that long to put a net up. Like oh, I'm like seriously. I was like, just people, just push them. You're right. Push them back off the court, not next to the benches, not court two side. Like, seat fucking back. The the, the first why two rows. You have five the first two there. rows are for fucking teams. Yeah. And fucking and and media. And that, that's it. Like Wait. that's it. Then the third row is the first row, and if you want to sit courtside, you can do it under the hoop. Like you can have the seats next to the guys who scrub the floor. Like sure. there's no reason. Like sure. a tr- no one that's a real NBA fan sits in those seats. It's just yep. a flex. Yep. It's all about money. Like it, yep. it, it, it. It's just a gross look. I hate look. I hate watching those people. I like the idea of courtside. It's just gross to me. Like I, 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 and it's just people that like want to feel important or like it's just flex those people aren't just, fans no no they when they they lost me originally when they when they moved the benches away from the scores table and they put in like 10 seats there it's terrible for, for fans to buy those things and it's i was terrible. like no that's just like i just thought like they'd never go back to like what the bubble was i was like oh they'll never go back like the, the these players should have this much space they got like real seats and they got to be like you know they don't need to fucking get massaged like the, the fact that like assistant coaches have worse seats than like a rich kid's 12 year old fucking tunnel yeah it's crazy to me so stupid i fucking hate it like the what that'd be like all right you can now buy tickets to sit to stand next to to fucking bill belichick on the football field <laughs> he's got to walk around you if he wants to argue with Seriously. call that's what so that's what i understand is like they're building all these new arenas and they they can't factor that into it a little bit like you could still have your 
quote unquote courtside seats, but you're just, you just add five more feet of space to, to, uh, as a sort of a buffer around the court. Like you could, like you don't have to be right on top of the court. Like they're literally on the fucking hardwood floors. Uh, like you don't have to be on the hardwood floors. Yeah. Like seats don't have to be touching the hardwood. Like yeah. you could just have them back off a little bit. Give the, give the, give the players just a little bit more room. Like on that fucking out of bounds plays. Yeah. Like they yeah. literally have to straddle people's legs. I'm like, that's just, come, it's that's gross. like so, it's so gross. Stupid. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Like why, then, why is you it get so these important old fucking, so you get these old broads who mm-hmm. like, I, which game was I watching? I would like the, it was the Lakers game who have the worst fans. And there's this old broad who, like, like LeBron, like, didn't get fouled at all. And somebody made a three-pointer. I think it was on Jokic's three-pointer. And she's, like, barking at the ref. Like, he, like yeah. I fucking hate refs. But he doesn't need... There's no, no foul at all in the place. It's just, it's just a person who does, like, all in her mind, because yep. she's losing, she needs yep. to, like, voice her opinion. I'm like, yep. no one should ever hear you talk. No. no. Ever. No one and should... No. The only people yeah. that should hear you talk are people that like are are the are the are, are is like the valet that you're bitching at. Like, <laughs> you're gross. <laughs> the fucking grossest person. Ooh, that was an epic grinder gears. I think. Oh, uh, I guess we got to close this one. Uh, I just got a text from your wife. Uh, don't get so worked up. Uh, he said. She said, "Why are you yelling so much?" <laughs> so I'm. Gonna, we're gonna on that. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Uh, apparently, you need to be back into your mute state. Apparently, your si- your vow of silence must continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for all your hard work. Uh, love sack forever, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk to the rest of you assholes later. Peace.